So it's 12 minutes past eight. We did get a message from someone, uh, an SMS saying 2021, some Kelo says, is by far the worst year of my life. I don't know how I've survived this long. Some Kelo, we want to suggest that maybe what you could do is call uh, SADAC, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. It's a toll-free number. It's 0800 567 0800-567-567. It's a great place to start with and just uh, chat to someone. At least there's someone there who can also listen to you as well. And I think that that's absolutely critical when you're feeling anxious or depressed and you need to express it to someone else. And often we find that people are saying, I'm not feeling happy and we're not listening enough. It's 13 past eight. We're going to go down, as I promised, to Cape Town. Now, Cape Town has decided, and my script here says, to let vexed people explore city attractions at reduced prices. But I don't think it's vexed people. I think it's actually vexed people. Although a lot of people who are vexed may be a little vexed as well. And we are looking at how to get people to think again about getting vexed and not being vexed. And on the line is Enver. Enver, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. So Enver, let's look at some of the challenges that have come up, particularly for the Western Cape and Cape Town. We are still on the red list for the UK, although I did see a message right now from the Netherlands saying, I'm just trying to find it, saying that um, the Netherlands have removed South Africa from its list of very high-risk companies, countries, this means the mandatory quarantine rules for travellers from South Africa have been lifted and travellers now only require a vaccination or a PCR test certificate. So things are changing slowly, but it does make an issue and have an issue for tourism in the Cape. Yeah, Michelle, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, things are looking a lot more positive than it was a couple of months ago. However, uh, we still have a long way to go to recover. Um, it's been, what, almost two years of very little international uh, travel. And uh, especially for a destination like Cape Town, who has uh, and is largely dependent on international and foreign travel um, for our sector. So, of course, this is good news, and I'm happy to hear that the Netherlands is, uh, has kind of wised up and <laughs> understands that we are world-class and that our vaccination program is world-class um, and that we are kind of, you know, uh, you know trying to flatten this curve um, and doing it in a responsible way. So, Enver, as the CEO of Cape Town Tourism, you guys have decided that you're going to do things slightly differently until such a time that we get all our international tourists back on track. And even then, now's the time to really make sure that South Africans travel and travel widely. What are you doing? Well, Michelle, um, we believe that in order for us to rebuild travel confidence, we need to make sure that our destination is a safe one. Yeah. And the best way to deal with this pandemic is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. However, we also are aware of you know, fake news, misinformation, and a lot of vaccination hesitancy. And we believe that even though you know, this is the role of government, we cannot ignore the fact that you know, government is going to take its time to get certain things done, and they have been very poor at communicating and, and educating and, and addressing the fake news. So what we've decided is take on tourism with our partners, Vodacom, City Sightseeing, the Red Bus and the Ferry, um, is to try and incentivize those who are uncertain about being vaccinated to get vaccinated and get some form of incentive in order to do so. Because we, we don't believe that the stick approach is going to work. We need to give the carrot approach. And uh, what we've done is, is that with Vodacom, 
uh, you'll get, especially for the youth. I mean, one of the challenges we found from the numbers and statistics is that the youth have a high hesitancy, purely because I think there's a lot of social media that's available to them. They're doing their own online research, and I think that's also where misinformation is driving a certain narrative. So what we've done, especially with, with the youth, is we know they love data, and data is their lifeline. <laughs> so with Vodacom, what we've done is we're saying that go and get yourself vaxxed, um, take a, a pic of yourself being vaxxed, um, tag us in Vodacom, Love Cater and Vodacom in that post, and then you could get up to one gig of data free or sure. 60 minutes of call time. So we believe by doing these innovative things and, and finding partners like Vodacom, you know, who understand that as, as big corporate citizens, they themselves also need to partner with others in order to get as many people vaccinated because the research says if you get vaccinated, you are safe, not only for yourself, but for those around you. And, yeah, um, other things we are also doing is, is that we've, um, we understand as well, I mean, Michelle, you know this, the, the arts and culture as well as sports have also been decimated and have mm. been struggling uh, with these lockdowns. And, uh, you know, what's amazing about uh, the guys in the arts and, 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 and culture and sports is they come on board with us, like they did in the heavy lockdown last year, to also give up their time for free to put out positive messaging about getting vaccinated. We've got the likes of J.P. Dumini, Mark Lockering, Mal Jones, mm. Tracy Lane, Dion Bing, you know, and a couple of others who are trying to encourage people and, you know, and their own audience to say, guys, let's get vaccinated. We got vaccinated. You know, we don't have antennas growing out of our heads. Um, you know, let's start challenging that. And I think, again, it's an all-of-us approach because if person can get through this and support arts and culture and sport and vice versa, we'll definitely be able to, you know, enjoy this upcoming high season. You know, uh, Envy, you talk about incentivizing vaccinations. And uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was David Harrison that I was listening to a, a talk recently to. He's the CEO of the DG Murray Trust, but he's also working with the health, Department of Health. And he spoke about this idea of how we can incentivize vaccinations and different ways to do it. And I'm wondering, are there op- other opportunities, maybe real tourism opportunities that we could expand on as well, get vaccinated and take a trip to somewhere or do whatever? Yeah, so, I mean, a good example is um, our partners at City Sightseeing. Mm. Um, so at, at the City ICC, there's, of course, the Hospital of Hope, where many people need to get vaccinated. I think they do about 7,000 a day. And we're saying, well, you know what? It's, it's school holidays. Go to the waterfront. Um, leave your kids and your wife or vice versa there. And then, you know, hop on the ferry. Um, for 20 bucks instead of 60 uh, and then get vaccinated and come wow. back or you can go back and forth many times so I think the tourism industry is understanding the need to incentivize even though our revenues are non-existent and we are bleeding as a sector we understand that we are happy to give more in order to assist um, call out get as many people jab so that we can save our jobs um- so if I pay 20 bucks, I can get onto the ferry. I can go and check out Robin Island on the other side, uh, do a walkabout, think about my heritage, think about my history in this country, and then come back again. Unfortunately, the city uh, sighting ferry doesn't go to Robin Island. Oh. It's a little ferry that goes um, along the canals of the waterfront okay. and goes um, to the CIC. 
But, but, I mean, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll chat to the guys at Robin Island Museum and see if they're keen to, to also get involved. I think you totally should, but I'm quite happy to go <laughs> on a ferry across the um, canals of Cape Town and just check out the city that we all uh, have so much to say about. Inver, does it feel as though with COVID you've become, I suppose one could say, not just a multitasker, but there's something called scope creep. You've become, you've had to think about medical issues. You've had to think about so much more than just tourism. Well, Michelle, to a little extent, maybe a little bit of yes and no. I think what people don't understand about destination marketing and management organizations is we don't just market a destination. Yeah. That used to be, you know, what organizations used to do, let's say, 20 years ago. And um, what destination marketing organizations do now is everything to do with the brand of the yeah. destination, but also making sure that, that every bit of the supply chain works, including mm. looking after safety, health, um, roads, transport. Um, so everything that goes on, even an increase in fuel, we get involved in, because we understand what the ramifications is for increase of pricing, of ticketing, making it less competitive. So I think tourism, um, because of its nature, cuts across many, many sectors, and is also an enabler to other sectors of the economy that we get involved in lots of those things. So to some extent, I think it's been a lot more pronounced in the health side, because before it used to just be um, anecdotal stuff around, let's say, yellow fever vaccinations, a couple of other smaller things. But I also think that um, health and safety still remains a critical thing for us, uh, even coming out of the pandemic, because I'm sure you, you know and your, your listeners know that um, you know, safety and crime is still one of the biggest concerns for international travelers yeah. before COVID. And we know also that once tourists start coming back, those incidents are going to start increasing. So one of the things that we've done as Cape Town Tourism is we've partnered with Namola. They have the safety app for citizens. And what they've done is for free of charge, any tourist can utilize the app. And in the event they are in trouble anywhere in Cape Town, they click the button and then emergency services will respond to them wherever they are. If they are then, you know, a, a victim of crime, what we then do as Cape Town Tourism is we activate what we call the Band-Aid. Now, you won't find this anywhere else in the world. The Band-Aid is basically where the industry comes in and assists the victim. We, of course, arrange for counselling, uh, police to take down the docket and information. But then in the event that the person was injured or their travel plans were scuttered, the industry actually comes on board and says, you know what, we'll arrange additional accommodation at no cost. If your family's with you, we'll take them on experiences so long just to get them away from this thing. So it's an again an all of industry approach because we know at least even though there is crime, we can put a bandit on it so that it doesn't become a major issue um, in the event the traveler does go back home and tells the story of how we looked after them, even in a crisis. So I, I do have to ask you, there is a, a logical trajectory for you, Enver, CEO Cape Town Tourism, Mayor Cape Town. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Michelle. <laughs> uh, Enver Germany, thank you so much for joining us, CEO of Cape Town Tourism. If you thought tourism was simply making sure that the sites were amazing, well, as you've heard, it is certainly a um, different experience and you need to be do- able to do so many other things. Health, Safety, security, the list goes on. 8.24, this is your Big Fat Juicy.